Season 5, Episode 2, 2019 Trends, Fashion, Food, and Decor. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Whenever I say 2019, I feel like I'm saying a number, not the year. I know, it doesn't seem like the year yet, and we're eight days in at this point. I know, that's right. It's just so... It's very weird. I'm not totally used to it. I'm going to blame it on you guys not being in Augusta for New Year's, so it kind of threw all of us off balance. Yeah, it's like I didn't really have a New Year's, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so this is, again, I know I said this last episode, but really, this is absolutely one of my favorite episodes to record. I just like trends episodes in general. Mm-hmm. So today, we're going to be talking about new trends, what to look out for, and hopefully talk about it in a way that y'all can apply it to your everyday lives or when you're throwing a dinner party, just cooking dinner for your husband or yourself or getting dressed in the morning. Yeah, every aspect of your day, this isn't just things that people with a lot of money can go out and do. This Mm -hmm. is, we're going to talk about ways that you can incorporate that and use what you already have for some of these things. Yeah, and also... I think it's good to keep in mind that these are trends. So if you see a piece that's really expensive, maybe don't buy that as an investment piece because Mm -hmm. it is just a trend. Absolutely. So it's very real that it's going to be out of style next year. Right. But some trends like do stay for a very long time. Which we will definitely talk about one of those Mm -hmm. later. Yeah, we will. Okay, so (laughs) where we start first is we start talking about the Pantone color of the year, if this is your first trends episode with us. So I'm not excited about this color. (laughs) Me neither. It's living coral. Living coral. Like, I don't even want to say anything else, just living coral. (laughs) Okay, so last year's color. What was last year's color? Was last year the year they did multiple colors? Let's look up. I think last year was ultraviolet. Am I wrong? Um, See, last year was ultraviolet. The year before was yes. greenery. Okay, so the year before I was greenery. greenery, and then the year before it was like rose quartz, which I could totally get behind. And then it was like a periwinkle or something. It was weird blue. What color? Blue? I wonder. Can I find a list of just all of theirs instead of looking up each one individually? I'm sure. Oh yeah, 2016. It was rose quartz and the periwinkle. Yeah, serenity. That's what yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that was really. I did not like the year that it was two colors. No. And honestly, the last good color that they had was greenery, in my opinion. And then the color before that, because I wasn't a fan of ultraviolet. I thought that was dumb. And I then- agreed. <laughs> the color before that, which might have been like a few colors before that, was Marsala. And I loved Marsala. Could totally get behind Marsala. It was like a nice, pretty maroon brown, very like farmhousey kind of. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, was a neutral. 2015. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I could name quite a few. So that was a so good one. Right now, it seems like we like every other year. So Pantone, don't let us down next year. Oh, I do not like this living coral. But I have been eating and drinking a lot of, like, eating a lot of grapefruit and drinking a lot of grapefruit juice recently. Maybe there is something to that. (laughs) I've been drinking a lot of grapefruit 
beer lately. <laughs> okay, so maybe the grapefruit's a way that it's incorporated into the food trends. But anyway, haven't been the biggest fan. It's this basic coral color. And when they announced it, they did like a lot of sponsored posts pretty quick. And it was kind of confusing because yeah. like at first I thought it was sponsored by some like resort. And then I thought it was like, it, it seemed like- I remember the- we talked about it and we're like, so is the color of the year sponsored like, now? Yeah, it was weird. And I know what they're doing. I get it. They're just trying to make money, everyone else in the world. But it just seemed forced and weird and awkward. And I don't like the colors. So you already set me up to be a little skeptical. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And it's that the basic coral color that I don't think looks good on anybody. Well, I just also don't like it when it's when like the color of the year isn't a jewel tone or a neutral, I think. Those are my <laughs> those are the those only are ones go-to. I like. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it it just seems like living coral is not gonna be good year round. That's all I'm saying. True. Um, it's very springy and yeah. summery. But if you guys like living coral, I mean, don't let us dissuade you or like change your opinion, but let us know like why you like it or how you're going to incorporate it because we're curious. You should let us change (laughs) your opinion, but maybe you can help us come to a middle ground. I don't know. So we don't like despise it. Yeah. It just seems weird. Like it's a weird choice. It is. It's very, I I don't know. If it was like a little bit lighter, maybe, but then that would be really close to the rose quartz. But like if it was like a peachier, I don't know. I don't know. Not into it. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about fashion since we were talking about wearing it. So Mm -hmm. what is your first trend for fashion for this year? So my first one is puffed sleeves or puffed shoulders. And I've seen this in a couple different ways. I saw it as, I guess, both of them like in the 80s and 90s vibe I've seen them on like blazers and then I've also seen them on dresses and shirts which is a little puffier sleeve than we've seen lately and I think you're so right um this kind of goes into the shoulder pad arena but not quite that big it's more not like big. yeah it's more the silhouettes puffed not that there's like an insert mm-hmm. but this just kind of is a continuation of a statement sleeve it's just like in a different way so it's not the bell sleeve anymore now it's a fuller sleeve specifically right. around the shoulder area and they can like pleat the fabric when it's mm-hmm. sewn so that gives it kind of a illusion of being puffier even though it's not, I don't know how to describe it. It's not like it's really puffier. Does that make sense? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think like that. it will hold its shape. Yeah. Where, you know, like with shoulder pads, it held its shape because there's like actually a pad in there. And then if it, you know, they were just trying to make it puffy for display, then once you got it home, once you washed it, it wouldn't look that way. So it's sewn in a way that it's supposed to keep its shape wear after wear. And I think it also makes the upper part of the sleeve um, I don't want to say baggy, but like fuller. And so I guess it's kind of like you mentioned the bell sleeve, kind of like the reverse of that. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if I'll try it. We'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> I probably won't. I like sleeve enhancements. Like I've seen some ruffles I liked, but I don't know if I'm going to do a puff. We will see. Never mm-hmm. say never. <laughs> True. I, I learned that lesson. Okay, so my first trend for fashion is fringe. So kind of seeing the tassel morph into a like looser version of that, which mm-hmm. would be fringe. So keeping the embellishments with the fabric, like a tassel, but just more of a fringe. And then also kind of like a Western inspiration too, hanging off purses, hanging off belts, but then also 
going into the Roaring Twenties throwback, I know we're going to see a big resurgence of the Twenties flapper style. So on evening wear and stuff like that, like jewelry, I think that the fringe is just going to take off for me here. I agree. And that actually goes into my next one, which is feathers. I was going to say too, and that's a good one because you can still wear tassel things like Mm -hmm. and kind of being on trend. So like tassels, don't, don't throw out your tassel stuff, but don't buy more, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you're, if you've been eyeing something with tassels on it, maybe look for a similar Mm -hmm. silhouette with fringe instead of tassels. Yeah. Okay. So go into the feathers because that's an exciting one. Yes. I love the idea of feathers. Probably won't wear it because dogs and feathers will not be a good combination. But yeah, it reminds me of the fringe because it's got that light, airy. Well, maybe it's a little more light and airy than fringe, but a very similar feeling. I've seen it a lot on shoes, like as a statement on Mm -hmm. the back of a heel, which was really fun and a great way to dress up, you know, a basic black dress or maybe an outfit that's a little more neutral. And then you add some feathers just to give it a pop. Right, because it's just that loose kind of frayed look, I think, like with the fringe too. It's just a more Mm -hmm. organic version. And so that actually perfectly goes into my next uh, fashion trend, which is shells, which is also an organic embellishment. So that kind of shell, like metallic mother of pearl look. I know I used a lot of shells in my jewelry last year. I'll continue Mm -hmm. to do that this year. I know like that acrylic look is in. And that kind of mimics that shelly look. So from embellishments on sweaters to purses, handles on purses, stuff like that. Just that kind of like shell sheen, I think. Yes. Uh, so in, same with feathers. It's like the stuff that God decorates nature with now mm-hmm. is kind of coming into trend to decorate our clothing with. Absolutely. And side note, I just got a fantastic bathing suit top where the back has some tortoise shell circles all down the back so I was on trend before I even researched this yeah I love tortoise shells um so my next one is embroidery and really embellishments that are sewn into the clothing so they're not going anywhere so beading and sequins which we always see a lot of and we saw some embroidery last year on jeans not my favorite look there are some cute ones out there but I think embroidery on purses and again on like the heels of your shoes Um, especially those big city block heels is going to be big this year. Well, I like embroidery because it just makes it look more expensive. True. So that's like a good thing that you could do if you buy something plain than Mm -hmm. just adding these kind of embellishments that we're talking about. So don't add tassels or pom-poms anymore. Now (laughs) you're going to be adding like embroidery and fringe. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And shells and feathers, okay? Kind of picturing an outfit with all of those things combined. It's a little overwhelming. Pick one. Pick one. I did read one thing and it said that over or off the shoulder tops and dresses are like going out of style. And I could not be more excited about that because I think that some people just do it like they overdo it. I agree. And so... I don't know. I don't want to wear a strapless bra all the time, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So we talked about how like um, neckwear, like it went from, you know, the cow neck and then back, now it's back to like the Mm -hmm. mock turtleneck. And it's kind of, we went from like showing all of our shoulders and now with the puff shoulder, we're like hiding them again. We're going in 
like the bigger oh, that's interesting yeah and i think um okay if you follow me on instagram then you saw like the anne hathaway dress that i kept oh, showing pictures gorgeous of. i want it that cut where it was like not off the shoulders but not totally on the shoulders i yes. think that might also kind of be more of it's not quite like a cap sleeve i don't know how to explain it yeah i don't either it's it's like a mini cap sleeve almost. Yeah, it was interesting. So that's kind of along the same like progression. And then yeah. also animal print. Um, her dress was all animal print. And I just loved it. That is just going to be strong. And we've said it a million times. I won't harp on that one. But definitely animal print is in. Yes, always. And it's, I think, always one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. And then my next one is bright colors. And I'm maybe this is why Pantone chose Living Coral because it is a <laughs> bright color. But I saw so many, like, bright pink uh, trench coats and, you know, even pants. And it, they're so bright and in your face. And it's a really great way to make a bold statement. And this is a fun one to uh, use going into spring, I think. Mm-hmm. And this kind of leads into my one of my last trends, which is the monochrome head to toe. Mm-hmm. So you can have touches of, or you could, okay, so let's say you're going to choose like a pink right? For your monochrome. Well, you could use one neon piece or one red, bright red piece as like the statement part, but it's still all in that same pink red shade. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it doesn't have to be the same tint or shade, but it's all pink. That makes sense. So it's like my house, if my house were a dress. Yeah. Yeah. And blue. So different. You could do like navy with a lighter powder blue, you know, does that make sense? It's like all within the same. So color, it's the same color, but just different uh, shades of that color. Interesting. I, I'm very interested to see how this is going to play out. Well, that's an easy way to look more expensive too, is to dress in the same color from head to toe. Something Mm -hmm. about that just makes it look expensive. Like, you know, the all black in New York kind of look or the all beige or all white, gorgeous. Right, right. And why all my favorite work outfits are all black and gray. Yes. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, And then one last thing that I've noticed Mm -hmm. is top handled bags. So going away from like the crossbody or with your crossbody having those top handles and that kind of feeds into the acrylic shell feature Mm -hmm. that we were talking about just with like that more structured top bag. Just be on the lookout for those top handles. That would be a fun one. I like that one. Okay. Moving on to food. And before we get into food, because it's relate it, but not exact. Let's talk about CBD oil because it is literally everywhere. I see it everywhere. There's all these new companies popping up or Mm -hmm. like weird, I don't know, cocktails with it. It's weird. And it's not legal in every state, right? I don't think so. Or it's not legal to consume in every state. I think you can use it in beauty products or something. Yeah, I know it's still definitely a lot of legal issues with it. Like you cannot legally put it in food. Oh, really? Is that? From what everything I saw, and well, I guess, and sell. I mean, I guess if it's legal in your state and you put it in your own food, Who's, you know, who can really stop you? But I know it's not legal to sell food products okay. yet. Because I saw some stuff that was talking about, like, I didn't read into it because I'm not that interested in it, to be yeah. honest. But 
it was uh, CBD cocktails. So maybe that's just in like California, like stuff where edibles right. and stuff's already a thing. So yeah, where where this whole culture and this movement is more generally accept, more widely accepted than right. in conservative Georgia. Right. Yeah. And the Bible Belt. So this is just interesting. I would say definitely be careful because there's a lot that we don't know about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you're going to get high or something from it. Because that's the whole point is that you don't, (laughs) but you still get like- Yeah. I know it's supposed to calm anxiety. There's a lot of good things with the CBD oil, supposedly, but that just goes into like essential oils too, which I don't really do that beyond just a smelling. I don't do it for actual medication or therapy. Um, Some people do, but... I just like the smell. That's it. That is something to be on the lookout for and to be mindful of and to make sure that you're doing it legally because that is like a new trend that has legal consequences, I guess. (laughs) Absolutely. So if this is something that you're interested in, we definitely recommend you looking into your specific state's laws because we don't want you to get in any sort of trouble. But if you're in our Facebook group and you use it for something or you know a recipe with it, I don't know, share about it because I'd be interested to see like, I just don't know enough about it, but it's everywhere right now. So moving on from that. Yes. What is your (laughs) first food trend since that was food related, but not food? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So my first food trend, and this could be good or bad, is the including a second entree as a side item. So a lot of restaurants, mainly fast food, but I've seen it in like local restaurants too, where, so example is cookout. If you have a cookout near you, you can go, you can get a cookout tray. So what that is, is you get like your main, which is a hamburger, let's say. And then your sides, you can get two sides, one of which is a fry, but the other one, you can get chicken nuggets, which is like another main. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I've seen Wendy's recently has like a meal deals with that, Crystal's, just a lot of fast food places. But like I said, I've been seeing more traditionally entree items given as a side in a smaller portion. So like more meat. What's interesting to me is we're going towards more of a healthy mindset Mm -hmm. in pretty much every way. So this seems very off base off every other trend that we've been seeing for a couple of years. And I guess, you know, the theory behind it is it's easier to split a meal because you can have, you know, two entrees and share a side for cheaper. But then I know what's going to happen is I'm going to do what I do at cookout every time and get the double hot dog tray (laughs) the chicken quesadillas and some fried okra and there's nothing healthy about that and I'm not going to share it yeah I don't know it's just interesting so and this may kind of same way is you may see this in more of a fine dining place where Mm -hmm. the entree is actually smaller so which you know like kind of going into that like tapas thing Mm -hmm. I, I don't know we'll see you might just be getting more of little things yeah Very interesting. I'm very interested to see how that goes. Mm -hmm. So my first trend is using elderberries. And you can use them in cakes, in food, and drinks. Last year, a lot, like pretty much every time I went to Home Goods, I bought this lemonade, this elderberry (gasps) lemonade. I love that lemonade. It is the best thing ever. It makes me want to cook with elderberries in everything. And I have no idea how to do that. So that's something I'm really interested to learning how to do and figuring out how to incorporate this into my everyday because 
it was such a refreshing taste. I loved it. And now, did Megan and Harry have elderberry in their cake, or was that William? And I know Kate? that was a no. It I mean, it was Harry and uh, Megan, and I remember it was a rumor. I don't remember if it actually was true. Okay, it was like elderberry and lemon. I think was what yes. it was supposed to be. So who knows? But they could have set that trend. They could have because it was right around that time I bought my uh, lemon elderberry yes. lemonade for the first time. So and so my next one, my my like next food trend kind of goes into that, and mm-hmm. that is non-alcoholic drinks and hangover cures. <laughs> so this kind of goes in with we've talked about mocktails a lot before, mm-hmm. but just fancy lemonades like. A craft co- or a craft drink that doesn't have alcohol in it, and then also um, the millennials are aging and they're getting hungover easier, <laughs> and we're like almost- one glass of wine, yeah, exactly, and you're feeling bad the next day. So, like Jackie and I both have bought liquid IV off of Amazon, mm-hmm. um, and that is like a really good little. It's like a an electrolyte kind of drink or whatever. But if you're feeling dehydrated, and I mean, I drink them even if I haven't had something to drink just because I think it hydrates me. Um, And if you're like, Jacqueline and I are both pretty bad about drinking water on a regular basis. And so if you feel like you don't drink enough, they're great and they don't taste bad. No, they're good. It's good. We really like it. It's called liquid IV if you want to order it. We recommend the orange. We haven't tried anything else yet. No, I had the lemon lime. Oh, that's what I meant. Not the orange. That's what I do for my emergency package. (laughs) (laughs) And your drinks mix up. See, so those kind of different uh, different drinks that aren't alcoholic, but they're not soda. Yes, which is huge. Get away from the carbonation. Mm-hmm. So my next one is hyper-local. And by that, I mean growing your own food. So if you have room for a little vegetable garden or even, you know, a windowsill herb garden, growing your own and then incorporating that in your recipes, I think is it's never been out of style, but it's becoming a huge, huge trend. Um. As you know, my uh, growing my own food didn't go so well because Jordan put Miracle Grow in my <laughs> what's it called? Pant- oh, what's it called? What was it called? The Tower Garden, but it's called like yeah. something I don't know. But we're whatever. really great at growing our own food. Clearly, <laughs> anyway, I don't remember what it was called. It was called something like something tonic, panatonic. What was it called? Yeah, I have to or, look it, it was up. like. Not hydraulic, but um, hydropanic. That yes, was that yes. hydropanic? Yeah. Okay, so the hydropanic growth system, and I saw one that's small that you put on your kitchen counter that I oh. kind of want to get now. Yeah, that's fun. so because it was a good growth system, but I just uh, didn't have enough sun for stuff to flower, and then mm-hmm. also my husband put Miracle Grow in it, which it does not need because it has all those. Miracle Grow is used with soil. And right. I already had the basically Miracle Grow version of in the water. It was like natural chemicals, but mm-hmm. anyway. So, uh, my next one is kind of going with my non alcoholic drinks. It's funky and sour foods. <laughs> so, okay. seeing more and more of this kombucha. Have you had, I think it's called kefir. Is it kefir? 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 I think, I think. kefir. I've kefir. heard of it. I have to look it up to see. Oh, I've had kefir. You can buy it at the grocery store and it's actually pretty good. It's just kind of like soured milk, but. Oh, I have had it. I wasn't a fan personally. This one was okay. Um, and then you can also make, it's called like Voss, I think. Like beet. It starts with a K. I don't know. It's this other kind of soured one. It's like kombucha, but it's with beets. Oh, interesting. I think it's called kvass, vas. 
I think it has a K. All of yours have Ks in it. That's interesting. Um, All of your sour foods. Let me see. It's Slavic. Let me. Yeah, I know. I thought that was really fun. Anyway, that's another one. But also kimchi. So kimchi, mm-hmm. you get it at if you have pho. I think it's called mm-hmm. pho. Anyway, it's just a pickled kind of sour cabbage. Yeah, or there's like different veggies that they put in it. Mm-hmm. I love kimchi. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, so then I mean, yeah, that's more, a fun trend. I like that. More funky and sour foods. And again, that totally goes back to something that kind of tart on your palate, but isn't yeah. um, alcoholic. But And yeah. it also, I think that soured foods, because they're fermented, it mm-hmm. does kind of give you a bit of a buzz, not going to lie. So if you don't want to drink, but you want a little bit of a buzz... <laughs> Or kombucha. Okay. So my last food trend is snacking. And that's as opposed to eating full big meals, having smaller meals, smaller snacks throughout the day, which there have been tons of studies that show this is better for weight control and weight loss. I kind of snack all the day, all day anyway, and then just have a big dinner. So I'm super on board with this one. Yeah. Then that kind of goes into like, again, with the meal deals is it's yes. kind of like smaller portions of things. So just snacking in general. And then also we were just talking about the general food trend is healthier. So my last one kind of goes off of that, which is less additives to traditionally processed foods. So things like wine, baked goods, things that you would actually buy in the grocery store, frozen meals, all those things having less additives. I'm excited about the more organic wines popping up on the shelves because I have a, I think it's a sulfate allergy, I think. But I get like a hay fever reaction to red wine. And that has to do with the stuff that they add into it during the fermentation process. And it like gives me like a mold reaction. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking forward to this. I hope I can find some red wine that I can drink again because I miss it. Yes, because you always really liked red wine. So that was a sad. Yeah. Sad so be on the lookout for that. And then should we move on to decor? Yes. So... Um, in 2017, we had Hugh, Huga, Hugh, Hugue, Hugue, whatever that it was. It was a Scandinavian trend. Then we had Wabi Sabi in last year, which was a Japanese, mm-hmm. I think. Yes, trend. And then this year, we don't have a foreign one, which made us sad. But we both found all these articles about <laughs> the like overarching like theme for decor being emotional comfort yeah which we don't know how we feel about that it's going my husband will be really excited about this because it's focusing on how comfortable your furniture is over how stylish or aesthetically pleasing it is but yeah. I don't know. And then also kind of going back to more traditional shapes because of nostalgia and mm-hmm. warmer colors. So getting away from the stark grays into more of the beiges, apparently. I don't know. That's what they say. Who's they? They is not us. <laughs> That's all I know. Because <laughs> we're, I mean, I like comfort. I like cozy. But I don't know if I like it to this extreme. I don't, uh, yeah, I, I just don't like the words emotional comfort. It kind of goes back to that stereotype that like millennials are snowflakes or whatever. We can't be offended and like all the, you know, all this weird right. stuff that we, and I even read one article and it said something like, um, you just want the feeling of being in a cocoon. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, yeah. don't like that. 
That's, I mean, sure, if my cocoon's my bed, maybe I want that right, for my bed. but not my whole house. Yeah, give me a break. Okay. <laughs> What's your first decor trend? So my first decor trend is patterned backsplashes. And I saw this a lot in kitchens, but I've also seen it and I have it pinned on like every bathroom in my future Alexandra Bode Pinterest board on bathroom showers. And it's just, Mm. it's fun. It adds this element, especially kitchens and bathrooms might be places where you don't have a lot of statement. And so it's a place to put that statement into it. I totally agree. I've been seeing a lot of that too. Stenciled tiles and stuff like that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So my first trend is visible organization. So, and I'm not just talking about open shelving. I'm talking about full on home edit, Marie Kondo organization style and just having like glass pantries, maybe glass doors, just showing off how organized you are because that just seems to be a growing trend online, on TV shows is just getting organized and you want to show it off. So I'm here for this. I'm a super huge fan of this. I've always wanted, my bathroom's not big enough, but I've always wanted a glass, like um, curio, is that the word I'm looking for? I'm not sure. Um, Cabinet, like a glass, like china cabinet type Mm -hmm. thing in my bathroom for linens. So Mm -hmm. I can totally get on board with this. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I like uh, to use baskets for organization and I decorate with Mm -hmm. baskets because like it's for organization. So just kind of going more of that too. So visible organization. I like that a lot. So my next one is mixed metallics, which we've been seeing kind of this play on metallics lately the what's going to stay in trend what's going to go out of trend and this one seems to kind of combine all of those mm-hmm. and it's having an equal you know a pretty equal balance of all these different you know two or three different metallics in a room so that way it doesn't seem top heavy and it doesn't seem like you're trying to mix them but just a very natural organic way of having all of these different metallics in one place yeah and definitely just like the i think it's weird because kind of going into my next one, which Mm -hmm. this just flows easily. It's going into this like minimalist kind of trend, but then Mm -hmm. also like an eclectic minimalist. I don't know how to describe it, but just kind of with um, having fewer pieces, but not really worrying if they totally match. Having less definitely that goes into like the organization. And that's from everything from bedding to flower arrangements to the art on your walls to mantle displays. Um, Just, you know, more minimalist, I guess. And so things don't have to be as matchy-matchy. They just have to be like stuff that you like. Which I guess going, like combining that minimalism and that eclectic is because you don't have as much, everything is a statement piece. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay if it doesn't match because then they nothing would be a statement piece. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So my next one is lightwood floors. And I think we've seen some darker floors like like this. I don't either. It shows everything. <laughs> That's personal antidote. My parents built a house last year. And when I went with them to help pick out everything and the interior designer that helped us pick out, you know, colors and things, she said, well, all of my younger clients are picking this. And it was almost a pine color. It was so light. And all I could think was the dog hair I would see. And mm-hmm. I already see too much dog hair, but it's, And I think a lot of this light wood floors is because I think our generation particularly tends to go to smaller spaces, smaller houses. And so it 
makes a house or a room feel bigger because you don't have those dark, heavy floors weighing it down. I don't like it. I like dark floors. I do too. The darker, the better. Okay, going into my next one, Mm -hmm. wallpaper. And we saw this last year, and I think Mm -hmm. we're just going to continue to see this, whether it's a statement wall with wallpaper, whether it's a powder bathroom with wallpaper, or it's your whole room with wallpaper. Mm -hmm. Wallpaper's in. It's not going anywhere this year, so throw it up, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And I've seen a lot of textured wallpaper specifically, Mm -hmm. which is fun. Um, So my next one is colored cabinets. And we've seen a lot of this. We've seen kitchens going away from that all white kitchens. We saw like the mixed cabinets. And now we're just on full on colored cabinets, which again, I think it's with the pattern backsplashes. Those bathrooms and kitchens aren't typically places where you make a statement. And so the colored cabinets help you make a statement. I've seen a lot of blue kitchens, like blue cabinets, navy, which I don't hate. I wouldn't do it, but... I mean, I made my mom do it in her island, on her island. But an island's different than, like, full cabinets. Yeah, I don't think I could do full cabinets unless the rest of my house was, like, white. Yeah, that's an easy way to like test out a trend too, is just doing. So that was a good suggestion for you. Thanks. Um, My next one kind of goes with that, and that Mm -hmm. is black trim, uh, gunmetal, and just more moody paint colors in general going away (laughs) from that all white. Yes. Um, And that kind of goes with the wallpaper too, but especially if you do have that all white, just adding black trim, whether it's on your windows or in your hardware, oh. um, like that matte black kind of color. So just going to like the gunmetal, just darker hardware to contrast the white. Yeah, it's really about the contrast there, which is interesting. So mm-hmm. my next one goes back into one of your fashion trends, which was the um, tassels and the feathers in that 20s feel. And that Art Deco, I think, is coming back, which was, you know, Yeah, and I love Art Deco. I have a lot of Art Deco jewelry, so this is Mm -hmm. making me happy. I love the shapes, like the geometric shapes of Art Mm -hmm. Deco. So I am excited about that one. And it goes into those moody colors you were talking about Mm -hmm. because I think you see a lot of those blacks and those darker moody colors in Art Deco than you see in other time periods. And I saw a few trends that are like going out Mm -hmm. and I'm excited about these because I don't like them. And one of them was abstract art, which I've never been a fan of. Yeah, I just, I don't know if I could make it myself, like I would just make it myself, but I know some people like it. That's just not my Mm -hmm. thing. So like the abstract art going into just more intricate art Mm -hmm. and, but I'm not saying that it can't be poppy if that makes sense right, like a right. Andy Warhol style pop art right. it, I'm not saying it can't be pop art but just that like it's a paint brush stroke you know kind of going yeah. away from that kind of abstract art and then also getting away from the woven wall hangings like the fabric ones mm-hmm. the like um weird tassel thing like the macrame stuff Yeah, that kind of getting away. Um, Baskets are obviously still big. Those elements, those woven elements are big, but not the like dream catcher or kind of boho things. That's kind of going out, which Which I think it's, we're going more toward an eclectic, like you said earlier, an eclectic feeling. And traditional. And traditional. And the art deco like definitely feeds into that. And an art deco in itself is like very geometric. So that's like abstract Mm -hmm. in a way, but it's not, the same you know the abstract I'm talking about like just the loose paint brushes on a white canvas and it has like black swirls you know right or you know just the one single broad like yeah 
brush mark right down the middle and then nothing else. So those are things that like are on the way out. So just be mindful. I'm excited about those being gone. Yeah. And don't invest a lot of money into some of those things either. So anyway, well, if you, if we missed any trends, I would love for y'all to let us know. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. (laughs) You can find us on Instagram at the millennial homemakers or in our Facebook group, please join. We have a good amount of members and a good amount of conversation. And that is just at the millennial homemakers. And that's also a great way to tell us how you're incorporating these trends into this coming year. And again, how to tell us if we missed any that you're excited about. Yes. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Jacqueline Humble. And if you want to follow Jackie, she is at JV Alexander 16. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that y'all have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.